Welcome to another edition of the Business and Personal Podcast, where we bring you closer to the people you do business with and just share good stories of things going on out there that maybe you didn't know about. And today we're excited to have on Mike McMillan. He's the president of M5 Engineering. Mike, thanks for joining us on your busy schedule uh, around your trips to Florida. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for working around my schedule. Um, like I said earlier this week, I had to adjust our, our first date because uh, I had to go back to Florida for a to visit a customer, so I appreciate that. Always on the move. So just tell us uh, what makes M5 uh, unique and what exactly it is that you do. Okay, what we do at M5 Engineering is we are a tool engineering company. Tooling engineering, which is manufacturing based. We design tools for primarily the aerospace and defense industries, but we also have the experience in uh, automotive and automation. Um, so that's really big in the Detroit area. There's a lot of tool and die shops. There's a lot of um, assembly lines being made and built here. Um, the same thing in the aerospace side. There's a lot of manufacturing that happens right here in Detroit, um, where our tools that we design, which are basically, you know, in a simple term, is assembly lines. The way parts and assemblies are being put together, they're being designed and manufactured right here. What separates us from the rest of the pack, in my opinion, is there's not a lot of people who really kind of um, provide the services that we provide for aerospace. There's, there's, you know, growing up in, in the automotive automation sector, there's a lot of like tool and die companies or engineering companies and, and for the automotive automation. Um, Years ago, GM and Ford, they stopped doing that internally, and they, these other companies were able to grow and become established. In the aerospace side, um, it just seems like every every manufacturing tooling house has their own engineering department. So you may have a group that's very, or a company that's very capable of, as far as machining goes and fabrication, and then they have a little design group. So they have a huge capacity to manufacture, but their, their tooling group may be four or five, six guys, or girls, whatever. Um, so the way work comes in, you may be really busy, overload your design groups, overloaded, and then once you're done, you really don't need more than a smaller group. So what we're able to do is, because we have experience in that realm, um, and I feel like we can just kind of jump in and help any company around, provide creative quality solutions, and and be able to deliver those solutions as if it was from the company that hired us. Let's just say company A has a design group and they have their six people, their six engineers. Well, they need 12. They can hire M5. They can come in. They can take that um, excess off of their hands and then provide it back to them so they can deliver to their customer and they can still feed their manufacturing groups through fab group and machining and assembly and all the things that go along with it. So, you know, I, my experience, I came from, you know, automotive, automation. I got into aerospace. There's only a handful of companies that were doing what we were doing, um, designing, manufacturing, tooling, aerospace, defense, that type of thing in the Detroit area. Well, now that, that, has grown into maybe four or five times what it was. So as I kind of worked my way up, 
I ended up at a, um, you know, one of the other companies. I was, you know, I was at one place for 10, uh, maybe 10 to 12 years. I got recruited over to go and, and to run an engineering department somewhere else. That, that situation came up for me where, okay, geez, we got a lot of engineering work. So we have to get it done in a short amount of time. And I have a group of 10 people. What do I do? You, there was just really few options to just be able to call somebody and say, hey, can you jump in and help us? Those companies, there were some. I'd call them. I'd get them in. They were not as good as we are here in Detroit because these companies were outside. Detroit just has had the natural manufacturing, the, the tooling side of it. So I always struggled with that. And what we and just would end up doing is either bringing on contractors where we could, where I would just manage them, or we would just work really hard for a few months to kind of get caught up versus everybody kind of staying on a good solid pace and then just being able to bring in resources like I'm trying to offer to help us get over the hump and then get back down to a group that we need to just maintain. So when I, when I, you know, it finally hit me to start at five, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. This is, but I'm going to do it my way, the way that I know being on the other side, being a customer, being a, I wanted to offer that service how I wanted it. And so far it's, it's worked out very well. So your company has 40 years combined experience. You've completed 200 plus project over the years. So what is it that's uh, kept you above the curve and helped you stay so relevant? Yeah. Um, so technologies and manufacturing is always changing. Um, the use of carbon fiber and new processes, um, composite type uh, materials where it's lightweight um, has really kind of changed the way things are done. Every, everything, um, especially in an aircraft, it's about weight. It's got to be structurally sound. It's got to be certified material, and it's got to be um, lightweight. So a lot of a lot of things that were made um, in the past out of let's just say regular steel or aluminum, um, welded together or pieced and riveted together, a lot of that stuff's becoming formed carbon fiber style um, parts. So and then obviously when you do that as as evolution keeps going, you want to have less pieces. You don't want to have a, a carbon fiber piece, you know, and then have to rivet it to another carbon fiber piece and splice it together, whatever. So so what's evolving, what I'm seeing evolve the most is um, multi-piece molds, layout molds that can form a complex uh, carbon fiber tool or part. And then these tools are just coming apart and there's different technologies which allow um, allow to do some things that we weren't able to do in the past. And that's constantly evolving. So that's what's been really kind of cool. It's not just, you know, obviously you have CAD and you have um, 3D scanners and you have all the different, you know, versions based on my customers. We have to change our, our, you know, whatever they use, if they use an NX or they use Katia or they use, you know, whatever it is, we have to provide that for them. But there's, on top of it, it's the way that things are just being manufactured that we have to stay on top of as well, which is really kind of interesting. You know, things that you weren't be able to do, to do years ago, you just go, yeah, we do. We know how to do that now. So you currently have several tool and die shops in your network, but you're not done expanding. You're not done adding different layers to your company. So tell us what's going on around all of that. 
Well, yeah. So when I say under, when I say the 300 uh, tool and die shops, what that means is in this area. So we are in the Detroit metropolitan area. We have 300 different tool and die shops that are capable. They've been manufacturing for years and years and years. The way it works, outsourcing, using partners, strategically getting things done. Um, you're able to utilize all that talent in this area. So we are a fairly young con con company, um, but our experience and our resources are way past our, you know, our age. That makes sense. So like um, machine shops, I can go down the street from where I'm at, and not not just within a two mile radius is there probably three or four of the biggest aerospace tooling companies, but there's probably another half a dozen um, high-end CNC um, suppliers where all they do is CNC machining for um, companies like mine or like some of those other tooling suppliers and they get overloaded to, so we're able to get a lot done without actually having to maintain, you know, all the machines and all those resources by just using each other and helping each other out. You are adding another quality control division within the company as well, right? Yeah, so we just expanded into um, adding a quality assurance group. So what we did there is we've always, you know, internally in our processes we have quality. Um, but working with you, you guys and the regroup team and Mike, um, kind of helped me help me figure out a way that we could implement that into the M5 engineering current umbrella. So what we did is we recently started a quality assurance uh, department. We purchased some equipment, a laser tracker, API laser tracker. We purchased some software, Verser software. So now we're not only capable of doing the full design, but we can also really focus on adding that quality service to what we do. And then also, as we do more of the internal manufacturing, we can also check to make sure that not just you know at the end are things good, but we can check along the pro along the way, which will help us as we expand as well. So, so you have seven main design capabilities, Mike, and people can go on your website and, and look at all those into more detail. But of those, is there one that's kind of more in demand right now than ever? Well, so. Of, the, of each of the um, capabilities, it's a different process in the manufacturing of an aircraft. So you'll have you know, layup molds, trims, those types of tools, which are really kind of at the smaller part detail side of it. But then, so those go hand in hand. And then the next phase is once they get those parts, well, now you have to assemble them. So those, that rolls into assembly jigs, which you know, kind of go next. And then once you get into the assembly jigs, and there's different ways that you have to rivet and, and assemble these parts together, so then they come drill jigs. Well, then you have to evolve, it falls into material handling, overhead um, manufacturing equipment, or just regular material handling carts and that sort of thing. So it it's really depends on the where the company is in their build cycle. But for us, we're working with multiple companies. So we may be doing a bunch of assembly jigs for one company, but a bunch of molds and trims for another company and a bunch of 
real plates and, and or manufacturing equipment for or moving, you know, overhead manufacturing equipment for another company. So it's like they're all at the same time pretty even. It just depends. You know, we may have a month where we're working more uh, molds and another month where we're working more assembly jigs. The end of last year, we did uh, 40 assembly jigs in a few months. Um, I was just out to see all them uh, manufactured. They were all manufactured and delivered. Got a ton of great feedback on that. So what I would say we specialize in is the difficult stuff. So we really embrace the hard projects um, and the difficult customers sometimes. Um, the ones who want the extra paperwork, they want the extra, you know, they want you to go down to the detail. We focus on making sure that those types of customers are taken care of. Then when we get to the ones that are maybe not as critical, we still kind of give it that attention. And I think what that does is kind of just establishes us as a, a high-end, high-quality engineering group who, who not just, we're not just trying to get the project done, but we're trying to make sure that we don't get calls other than, hey, that's a great job. I, I like to say there's riches in the niches. So if you like taking on those jobs that nobody else does, uh, there's probably lots of opportunity out there, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely, you know, especially um, for us, it's, you know, and then my experience throughout, you know, working for different companies, there was always those customers that not everybody really liked because they were, you know, considered a pain. Well, I just, once I accept, I'm like, we are going to, we're going to focus on those. We're going to make that our second nature and then everything else will be easy. So, yeah. So, you know, one thing I learned when I was doing research on your company and just for this podcast, everybody knows about 3D printers. You know, those are, have become kind of mainstream now, but 3D scanners was something new to me. What are some of the advantages of using a 3D scanner? What, what are the purposes for that? So 3D scanners were, I, the reason I, I mentioned that and the reason we're getting into a technical scanning came with our quality insurance group and the tooling that we, or the, and the, um, the equipment that we just um, bought. So as, so many, if you ever fly and you kind of take a look at like, all right, what kind of plane am I on and look at the year, these things are built in the 70s, 80s, you know, they're, they're some aircraft companies that I deal with, their tools were built in the 60s, and the airplanes are still the same because, you know, you have to recertify FAA and all that stuff. So what's happened over the past 40, 50 years, there's a lot better technology. So CAD, everything now is on 3D CAD. Everything's verifiable. You know, surfaces are, are, are easy to create tooling for the surfaces because you can cut 3D CNC where a lot of that stuff it wasn't it wasn't that way years ago. So my point is and in defense the same same kind of situation. Well a lot of that those tools are just literally there's no CAD data, there's just some old prints. They're and they're sitting on a shelf and if somebody something happens to them, there's no way to, you know, it's very difficult to try to recreate a tool from years ago, that many years ago. So 3D scanning, you can kind of go in there, you can utilize our, our uh, tracker, and you can get your points and you can establish you know, what's there, and then you can also create surfaces from that. But then if you take a 3D scanner, you can, you can go ahead and, and get very close to what the surface of that tool is. So taking all that different data, bring it into a CAD, we can recreate surface, we can reestablish designs 
editable designs for tools that right now they are, you know, literally just old relics they're going to need to replace, I would think, because something happens to them, you wouldn't be able to, to continue manufacturing. So it, it basically what it sounds like, you can literally scan a part, it'll give you, you know, surface data. It's not typically perfect, that's why you have to use it hand, you know, clean your hand with the laser tracker, but by taking the two and then using our CAD experts, we could come up with new established data that before was impossible. The other thing too, Mike, that I thought was interesting is, you know, everybody thinks of Michigan as the auto capital of the world, but um, also the largest aircraft tooling and equipment su supply hub in the world as well. So that has to be kind of a source of pride uh, for your team and wanting to uphold that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It's um, honestly when I first got in the aerospace side, I wasn't sure. I knew there was some, but um, and I'd worked at places that had little aerospace groups. But once I kind of you know got into some of the larger companies, and then things started taking off, it, it's really grown, and people come from all over, from Seattle, from Texas, here. Very skilled manufacturing skill set out here. I do have a funny story on that one. Two funny stories. So I was on a customer. I was on a meeting with a customer years ago that we just got done working on an in-bar layup mold. Anybody in the business will understand it's extremely expensive, complex tools, three axis. It, it's got to be bump form, machine. So anyway, we got through this project. It was done. Sitting about ready to ship. We get an emergency meeting. Hey, the engineering, so the parts that we were manufacturing on that tool, engineering changed them. So for whatever reason, we're working toward data. We're working with data toward the end. New data came in. It's changed. It's changed pretty drastically. Everybody in the room on the other side, and they had a room full, and we had a room full, and they just go, listen, here's what you have. Here's what it's supposed to be. We don't know how you're going to do it, Mike, but just work with Detroit back. And we just kind of like looked at each other and said, okay, we'll get back with you. So they didn't, they just said, throw it to Detroit. They're going to figure it out. And we did. So that was kind of funny. And then another one that I, you know, um, I was on, you know, on the West Coast at a show, just talking to different tooling suppliers. And this one happened to be from Seattle area. And they're like, I don't know what it is. He just goes, I don't know what it is up there in Detroit. There's something in the water. You guys just get manufacturing. And he just left it at that. He's like, where we're at, they can, they can log like nobody's business, but where you guys at, you guys just get manufacturing. It's like in your blood or something. Mike, uh, what's the best way for someone to reach out to you if they want to either be on your team or just work with M5 in any way? Yeah, so best way probably would be email me, mike.m at m5engineering.com or you can go to our website which is www.m5engineering.com we're also on LinkedIn so you can look up either M5 Engineering or Mike McMillan we're pretty easy to get a hold of uh, we're in Macomb uh, Township, Michigan so right in the hub of you know we're surrounded by by tooling places so anybody has any questions we're here to help anyone Awesome. Well, way to rep Detroit and uh, keep us as the leaders uh, in the industry. And uh, we look forward to continuing to get updates on your growth. 
All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, Ryan. And, and I want to, again, thank the Regroup team. You guys, I know we're still working together on stuff, but, um, you know, it's really opened my mind as to how we're going to continue to grow this thing.